invite you to open your Bibles this morning uh, to the Gospel of John, the Gospel of John chapter 14. Been working our way through this Gospel and we've been studying some of the key sayings of Jesus. Last week we focused on Jesus' promise of our eternal home, heaven will be a place far greater than what we can even imagine. Be a place of unspeakable beauty and majesty in the glory of God. It'll be a place with no more sickness, disease, suffering, evil, sin, and death. But the greatest thing about heaven is that we will see Jesus face to face. Today we're going to continue on in John 14 and focus on Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit. One of the songs on my current playlist is Ghost by David Crowder. And in writing this song, Crowder maybe kind of goes a little old school and, and uses the title Holy Ghost. But whether we say Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, we are talking about the same person, the third person of the Trinity. Here are some of the lyrics from David Crowder's song, Ghost. His ghost is a fire, a holy flame burning wild, burning through the night, burning with the light of a billion stars. His love is like lightning, cracking through the sky and burning through the rage, burning through the pain of a billion scars. Get ready, there's an empty tomb. Get ready, there's a ghost in the room. Get ready, even mountains move. Get ready, all the stories are true. The Holy Spirit plays a vital role in the life of every Christian. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the strength of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. There are so many things which can be said about the Holy Spirit. So many scriptures which speak to who he is and what he does. And I'm not going to be able to cover everything this morning. For today, I simply want to focus on Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit here in John 14. And I want to conclude the service with a time of prayer. Just allowing all of us together to to ask the Holy Spirit to be at work in several different ministries and upcoming ministry events. So to kind of set the context for John 14, Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples. It's his final moments with them before he goes to the cross. 
And he has said some things which is causing the disciples to be extremely troubled in their spirit. First of all, he has predicted his death. And this isn't the first time that Jesus has said this. He has said it multiple times. But I think it's getting to the point now where the disciples are really beginning to to understand that, wait a minute, I don't think Jesus is joking around about this. He really must be going to die. And of course, that conjures up in their mind all kinds of questions as to when and how and all of the uncertainties with that. So obviously their spirits are very troubled. A second thing Jesus has said is that one of the twelve will betray him. Now that has literally rocked their world because they have given three years of their lives to Jesus. They have been a band of brothers. They have they have walked together. They have ministered together. They have done all of these things together for three years. And to think that one of their own is going to betray Jesus simply just has put a pit in their stomach. They are in turmoil over this. And so the usual laughing and joy that accompanies a, a meal between friends, that has vanished. In fact, the atmosphere is quite tense. You could cut it with a knife. And Jesus knows this. So he gives two promises to calm their troubled hearts. The first promise is heaven. In the beginning of John 14, he says, in my father's house are many rooms. I am going there to prepare a place for you. The second promise is the promise of another helper. Someone like Jesus who will come and live with them forever. And it is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verses 15 through 17. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jumping down to verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Let 
Jesus' promise of the Holy Spirit is exactly what the disciples needed to hear. Jesus knew their heartache, the turmoil, the confusion. He knew this promise would help them. And in similar ways, I feel we are like the disciples. We too are, are in a place where our hearts are a bit troubled. The world right now is on the brink. It's changing extremely fast. Things are crazier now than it's ever been. From Afghanistan to vaccine mandates to the rise of socialism to a national debt that is spinning out of control to what seems to be a complete loss of common sense, to the continual increase of godlessness. And if we're not careful, we can get consumed with all of the junk going on around us. And we can lose sight of that which is eternal. And even worse, we can fall into a place of spiritual complacency. And so because we're, we're living in the year 2021 with all of the stuff going on, we need this message of the Holy Spirit from John chapter 14. We need this today just as much as the disciples needed it in their day. just want to break down these verses and... Learn what Jesus is telling us about the Holy Spirit. First of all, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Note verse 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Now just a, a quick lesson in, in Greek here this morning. The key word in this phrase is the word another. Because there's two Greek words that are used for the word another. The first is alos, which is another of the same kind, and heteros, which is another of a different kind. Both are translated another, in English, and yet there are very different meanings. Let me illustrate it this way. Let's say, for example, I would have here on the pulpit uh, a very large, golden, delicious apple. And I would tell the ushers, I want you also to distribute golden, delicious apples to everyone in the congregation. So the ushers, they they go and, and get apples, the golden delicious variety, and they start passing them out. But then they realize they didn't get enough. So they have to go back to the store, but because they bought all the golden delicious ones out, they have to go to another variety. So they get gala. So they come back and give gala apples 
to everyone who hasn't yet had an apple. So some in the congregation have a golden delicious apple, some have a gala apple. So with the words alos and heteros, alos is another of the same kind, heteros is another of a different kind. So if you would have a golden delicious apple, you would have another of the same kind. If you'd have a gala apple, you'd have another of a different kind. The word here in John 14 is the word alos, another of the same kind. So Jesus is promising to the disciples another helper just like him. And we know Jesus is God. And since we know Jesus is God, and Jesus is promising another just like him, we know the Holy Spirit to be God. There are other scriptures that we could look at which would also give this same truth, that the nature of the Holy Spirit is God. The attributes of the Holy Spirit are the same as God. That the Holy Spirit is all-present, all-knowing, all-powerful. And we could go on with other attributes. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And again, that's a whole other sermon to talk about the Trinity. Certainly, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a difficult theological thing to grasp that there is one God in three distinct persons. There are not three gods. There is one God in three persons. There's a bit of a mystery to it, but it is what the Word of God teaches. And I'm not a brilliant enough theologian or teacher to... to, to to simplify it for all of us. But I know what the Bible says. One God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we know the Holy Spirit is God. Secondly, the Holy Spirit is your helper, counselor, and advocate. Again, in verse 16, Jesus is saying... I'm going to give you another helper. The ESV uses the word helper. The NIV uses the word counselor. Some other translations use the word advocate. Part of the reason is because, going back to to the, the Greek word, it refers to someone coming alongside another in a legal way. So we could say, An attorney who goes before a judge pleading the case of someone else, standing in the gap for that person, being that person's counselor, advisor, helper, advocate. And that is what the Holy Spirit is to us. Thirdly, the Holy Spirit is with you today, tomorrow, and forever. 
We know the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. We know this from Acts chapter 2. The believers were gathered in the upper room, and as they were praying, they heard the sound of a rushing wind, and soon there were flames of fire above their heads, all signs showing that the Holy Spirit had come and was filling each one of them. Simon Peter then preached a message to the crowds of Jesus' death and resurrection, and everyone heard that message in their own language. Again, another incredible, miraculous sign that the Holy Spirit had come. And at the end of Peter's message, the crowd was cut to the heart. In other words, they experienced conviction, which is yet another ministry of the Holy Spirit. And Acts 2 tells us that 3,000 people repented and were baptized. But that wasn't the only day the Holy Spirit showed up. The Holy Spirit was with the believers the day after, and the day after that, and the day after that, and so on. The Holy Spirit was with the disciples when they faced persecution from the Jewish leaders. The Holy Spirit was with Stephen when he was on the receiving end of stones coming from an angry mob. The Holy Spirit was with Saul, causing the scales to fall off of his eyes. The Holy Spirit was with Paul and Silas in prison, was with them during the earthquake, and with them as they led the jailer and his family to faith. The Holy Spirit was with everyone in the council at Jerusalem, bringing a solution to the circumcision conflict. And we could go on and on. The accounts in the book of Acts. Accounts of the Holy Spirit and what He did through the apostles. For everyone here this morning, everyone watching our live stream who is in a believing, committed relationship with Jesus Christ, you can be assured the Holy Spirit Spirit is in you. He is living inside of each one of our hearts. In fact, I want you to say, I want you to repeat after me, the Holy Spirit is in me. So let me, let's just say this together. The Holy Spirit is in me. He's in each one of you. And the Holy Spirit is with you today. The Holy Spirit will be with you tomorrow. The Holy Spirit will be with you forever. The Holy Spirit will always be affirming the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will be 
speaking God's truth to you. The Holy Spirit will be leading you to greater spiritual maturity. The Holy Spirit will be prompting you to use the gifts that He has given to you for the furthering of God's kingdom. The Holy Spirit will be providing opportunities for gospel advancement. The Holy Spirit will be with you in your darkest hour. The Holy Spirit will be with you in those times of your greatest joy. He'll be with you in those times of uncertainty. The Holy Spirit is in you and will be with you today, tomorrow, and forever. Fourthly, the Holy Spirit is not seen or known by the world. Look at verse 17. Jesus says that the world is not going to receive the Holy Spirit because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. Again, the world has spiritual blinders over their eyes. They can't see the Spirit of God and see what He is doing around them. They have rejected Christ, and because of their rejection of Christ, the things that go on in the spiritual realm are totally not seen. And so the world is going to be confused when they look at the church, when they see the unconditional love that we have for each other, the unconditional love we have for the lost and dying world. They're going to be confused when we have these very strong, compelling convictions based on the Word of God. None of that's going to make sense to them because they do not see or know or recognize the Holy Spirit. Fifthly, The Holy Spirit helps Christians know the truth and how to live by it. Again, we see this in verse 17 where Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth. Again, the Holy Spirit is another of the same kind. And Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so the Holy Spirit is going to to be very active in promoting Jesus, promoting the truth of the gospel, promoting the truth of who God is and what he has accomplished in the world all throughout history. And the Holy Spirit illuminates the word, illuminates the truth of God to us, and shows us how we are to live. The Spirit of God gives us wisdom and discernment and guidance. Again, we have that because the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us. Again, the role of the Holy Spirit is very vital in our own lives. It's vital in the church. 
And I believe it's extremely important to, to pray fervently, asking the Spirit of God to be at work. To be able to reach the lost and build the kingdom of God. To bring about the transformation from death to life into men and women and children here in Northwest Ohio and beyond. So to conclude our worship service this morning, we are going to pray. We're going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to do His work of transformation in, in five ministry areas. There's a, a lot more I could, have, I, could, I could have chosen. I'm not saying that these are more important or less important than others. I, I couldn't do them all. But we are going to have five representatives come up and share about a specific ministry or ministry event that's coming up, and then that individual is going to pray, and I'm going to ask us as the church to be praying along with them and to be, really be praying all this week um, about the Spirit of God working in us and through us for His glory. So first of all, uh, Samantha Wells, would you please come up? Samantha is going to pray for the buckets to Haiti. Again, uh, the diaconate did a tremendous job of, of quickly organizing this for as a church to participate in. You see all of these buckets up here, and we are just praying that these are just going to be a tangible expression of God's love uh, that he has for the people in Haiti. And so, Samantha, just, just pray. Just pray that, that God's Spirit would use these as a tool to, to touch the people there to meet their needs and for them to know Jesus. So go ahead and pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, you are powerful, you are merciful, you are gracious towards us. God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit goes, um, Lord, and does the things that we cannot do. God, I pray that those who receive these buckets receive more than what we can give, but receive what you give. God, the eternal things. And Lord, I pray that you would continue your good work in our world today, in the midst of all that's happening. God, you are at work, and you are greatly to be praised. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this church and your church around this entire world, God, and the way that your spirit is moving and allowing us to be a part of that. God, as you live in us, through the Holy Spirit, let you be praised and known in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Samantha. Next, Heather Roofer, would you please come up? Heather is going to um, pray for the If Tables and that ministry, uh, which is uh, specifically toward women and, and relationships uh, with each other and drawing close to God. But Heather, just also just share a little bit of maybe some needs that you have before right. you pray. Awesome. Just a quick little announcement about it before. Um, you guys have heard a lot about it over the last uh, month as we're kind of um, encouraging people to sign up. Um, but just a simple reminder, it's six uh, women, four questions and two hours-ish. Some go a little longer than two hours. But, um, and so it's just a space and a time uh, for women to connect around a table, around food, um, and just do life together and, and get to know um, each other and the Lord 
um, better. We had about eight tables last semester, we're calling it, eight tables last semester, and we're hoping to add just a few more um, with the amount of people that we have signed up. But along with that, that means we need a few more hosts as well. So if you uh, feel a little nudge to um, host or even co-host with someone, we would really appreciate it. It is simple. Um, it does not mean your house has to be perfect. You can ask the ladies in my group. We've walked around Elsa castles and, you know, through all the mess. Um, and your house doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need to have a five-course meal. It's not a fancy table setting. It's just a table where people can sit um, and just uh, grow closer together. Um, so if you are interested in that at all, you can see me at the table or um, fill out your paper. Um, it's also the last day to sign up, so if you feel like you want to, you should do it. Um, anyways, okay, I'm going to pray. That's why I'm up here. So, uh, God, we're so grateful for what you've done um, this last spring through um, these IF tables. We know that you set the tables up um, because we've seen the impact that um, they've had on these women's lives, um, things that we could have never uh, even thought of or imagined. Um, and so we're so thankful for that. We ask that you go before us and do the same um, for this semester. Um, please place your hand and your Holy Spirit um, upon each of the ladies that participates and impact their lives in each way um, that, that that woman so desperately needs. We just love you and we thank you. Amen. Thank you, Heather. Next, I'm going to have Tim Klopfenstein come up and he'll tell us about the next One Voice Worship Night, which is going to take place at the Fulton County Fair. So, Tim, give us the info on that, and then please pray for One Voice. On October 8th, Wednesday, we will be at the Eunice Tedro September. Thank you. September 8th at 7.30 at the Eunice Tedro uh, Gospel Building. It's right inside Gate D at the Fulton County Fair, so if you don't want to walk um, real, real far, try and get as close to Gate D as you can. And it's right, literally right inside the gate there. And um, just a real quick thing, it's just been, it's been so humbling to see the outpouring of support from the community, from all denominations, from all people, all walks of life that, that are coming to these uh, One Voice Worship Nights. And the, what's, what's probably the, the, the greatest thing, real quick, is to see how different ministries at other churches and other venues are growing because of the people coming together and these these groups are growing outside of their own church it's people coming together from other churches that are being brought in because they haven't seen each other for a long time and they're inviting people and and there's there's so much um just uh relationships being built and and it's just been it's just been so humbling to be part of so um we invite you september 8th at 7:30. Uh, at the fair, and we'd love to see you all there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing through community worship nights. We thank you for continually, for continuing to break down denominational walls amongst our community, and we just uh, thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're going to do through relationships, through worship, and we just pray that as uh, we follow your uh, guidance for this this ministry, God, that that through you, lives may be changed, through you, lives may be touched, and relationships may be built. 
and we just thank you so much, and we offer this ministry up to you, and it's in your hands, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Tim. Next, Gary Nafsinger, please come on up. Gary is going to talk to us about an exciting event coming up in September with nationally known speaker Jay Warner Wallace, and this event is sponsored by Pettisville Man Cave Ministries. So, Gary? So, on Wednesday, September 15th at 7 p.m., Pettisville Man Cave is bringing Jay Warner Wallace here to PMC as our next speaker. And for those of you who have not heard of Jay Warner, he's a Dateline featured cold case homicide detective. He's a popular national speaker and a best-selling author. Uh, Jay Warner was a former atheist and he used his skills as a detective to investigate the claims of the New Testament gospel. Now he explains the role that evidence plays in the Christian definition of faith, and he defends the historicity of Jesus, the reliability of the Bible, and the truth of the Christian worldview. Um, we're excited to bring him in. Um, he's, just, he's a great speaker, and we're, we're, we're really excited about it. The event is free for everyone. Um, we're anticipating a, a, a decent turnout since it's going to be here at PMC. Uh, we're asking that uh, if you're interested that you go to Eventbrite um, to get uh, tickets. Um, and that's eventbrite.com, and bright is spelled B-R-I-T-E. So go to eventbrite.com, search for Pettisville Man Cave, and then select the number of tickets uh, that you need. Again, the event is going to be on Wednesday, September 15th, 7 p.m. here at PMC. So we just encourage you... Uh, to come out, to let others know about it, to encourage others to come. Uh, we just feel he's got a very timely message, um, especially um, in this day. Um, and so we just, we, we just encourage you to come out and listen. Um, so let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that moves in us, that lives in us. Um, I just pray that as... Um, the event draws near and as uh, Jay Warner um, flies in, Lord, that your spirit would be moving, um, not only in him, Lord, but in our hearts uh, and in the people in this area that need to hear the word that he has for us, Lord, the message that he will bring. Um, we just pray that your spirit would be moving. It would encourage those people that, that maybe need to um, just have that affirmation um, or the confirmation of their faith and of their belief, Lord, but also those people that need to hear it and need to be, uh, maybe this is the, uh, the word that they need to hear um, uh, to take that next step in their faith, Lord. So we just um, pray that you would be moving, um, and we just thank you so much for your mighty hand, Lord. We just lift these things up and pray them in your name. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate that. Last, Diane Colon, would you please come up? Tomorrow is the official first day of our Pettisville Christian Preschool, and as a side note, Diane is entering her 27th year as director. I'm always hesitant to give her the microphone, but I promised I would. I've got it in my hands. Sorry. And he's fit. Yeah. Safe to you're back there, too. Okay. Well, I just want to let you know what's going on. Preschool does start tomorrow. We're doing staggered starts, and we have 42 families being represented. Of those, thir those 42, there's 30 
like, I call them newbies. It's like the first time they've attended preschool here, whether they're in the three-day class or the two-day class. So, and they're coming from like Williams County, Henry County, Fulton County. So this is just not a PMC preschool. This is actually more of the community surrounding. So, and also I need to make sure I pass this along to you. This is not my preschool. This is not even PMC, Pettisville Missionary Church Preschool. You might have thought that. You'd be wrong. This, this preschool needs to stay covered by God. This is God's. And if you ever hear me say, well, it's my preschool, you need to give me a, you know, you know what? Because it's not. And I need to remember that because when I take ownership, the, it's not going to be a good thing. So I would ask you all, if the preschool comes to mind, just say a little prayer. I, you don't even know, you don't even have to know, just say, hey, be with the preschool today because the Holy Spirit is prompting you to pray. So don't say no to the Holy Spirit. Don't say no to God. If you're ever in the next eight months prompted to pray for us, just do it. It doesn't have to be long. Um, we have, Renee was here earlier, and I thanked her for the four years that she served as an assistant teacher. Kelly, you were once an assistant teacher, so you know what that means. We've had Shirley Short. We've had, um, oh, we have a new person besides Tiffany Silvis, which if you don't know Tiffany Silvis, she's my daughter, but she's also a, an assistant preschool teacher, and she's also the lead teacher for the two-day class. And she's going into her 12th year around there. She came on halfway through. So, and we have a new, can I call her a newbie? We have a new assistant teacher. I'll be more polite. And she's coming on as an assistant teacher. And her name is, somebody knows who it is. Somebody. Isabel Strader. She's coming, so this will be her first year to serve as an assistant teacher. And all this has taken place in a, Fairly short amount of time, and it's only through God's power that this all happened because it could have been really interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and would you close your eyes and honor God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that I, I'm thankful that I can stand before you and give you thanks for all the many years that you have made Pettisville Christian Preschool uh, operate out of Pettisville Missionary Church. Lord, I continue to give you the praise and the glory. And Lord, I, I just want to ask right now, Father God, that you would cover each of our staff members, protection with both physical needs, emotional needs, spiritual needs, because there will be attacks. I would also pray, Father God, that you would cover each family that is represented, that you would protect them because they're going to be traveling back and forth all, each week, bringing their kids to and from their home. So I pray for protection for them as they're going and pray for good health. And Lord, I just pray wisdom for us as a staff that you would let us know how we need to address each thing that comes up that maybe is not our usual thing that we've dealt, for, dealt with in the past. You've been very good in the past, and I'm going to trust that you will be with us this year. Lord, uh, wow, it's hard to believe that there are, there are preschoolers who are now moms and dads, and they're sending their children here. Wow, and this is not the first year that that's happened. So, Lord, 
I just pray that you will continue to be with us each and every day. And uh, I do thank Pedestal Missionary Church for allowing this to happen here in Northwest Ohio. And I'm going to just say amen and amen for what you have done in the past, what you are doing now, and what you will be doing in the future, which each one of the preschoolers who are coming in and their families. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Diane. So that concludes our worship service here this morning. I want to thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, just please take time to, to greet one another and encourage one another. And let me just give a benediction over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen.